0: Marotta. and, Marotta. and Arizona sports, the local sports leader, Big Blast.
1: Patrick Beverly has caused a lot of damage over the years, pushing Chris Paul from behind, messing up Devin Booker's face, pushing DeAndre Ayton from behind, and yet his latest act of faux tough guy from the NBA's premier cheap shot artist might be the greatest thing to happen to the Phoenix Suns, because when Beverly threw Ayton to the ground, it was almost like Bruce Banner hitting the floor and coming up as the Incredible Hulk, because Ayton has been dunking on people ever since, playing with the ferocity that we have been begging for for years. And on Tuesday, we learned that Aiton badly wants to be an all-star this season. Isn't that interesting? Now, he isn't there yet, but the Suns are getting major props from some people in the national media for playing so well without three of their top six players from last year's core, and Aiton is a huge reason why. Keep in mind how this season started, with Aiton feeling bruised about the tough love from Monty Williams. Then that night when Damian Lillard got into his head at the free throw line. And then another valley of soft play that had a lot of people counting down the days to January 15th. But something has changed in Ayton, and I think it's a direct response to Pat Bev trying to sun him trying to expose his soft outer core. And if Ayton can sustain this, he'll be more than an all-star. The Suns will have all they need to grab that title that's eluded them the past two years. All right, today's Bickley Blast brought to you by my great friends at Chapman BMW who make luxury attainable. They've got two great locations, and you can find them online at chapmanbmw.com.
2: Yeah, uh, before we get on to the DeAndre Eight and Sons discussion, can I just say this? This came to my attention. Um, at the end of the year, I guess Spotify does their, their podcast r- um, for, for users, like where they spend their most time on podcasts. We got this thing from Colton, Who says, do I get a prize? And he screenshotted his phone that says, you spent 4,401 minutes with your top podcast, The Bickley and Murata Show. Thank you, Colton. Thanks, Colton. Uh, I did that real quick. I got to figure this out again. Damon, too. Damon, too? Damon, all That's 73.35 hours that that's they spent with us. That's great. And you're not sick of us yet, Colton. You should get a prize. <laughs> yeah, if we're in your top five. Set, would you want
3: to be? I mean, come on. I was going to say, we are the prize, are we not?
4: <laughs> Tweet us if you're, we're in your Spotify-wrapped top five. Yeah. We'll shout you out.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah, all right,
2: there you saying. go. All right, just wanted to get
1: that. Okay, that's good. Uh,
2: yeah, you used the Bruce Banner example when you were talking about that. I was having the uh, the Batman example. That was like Bruce Wayne. Seeing his parents murdered...
1: Oh, that shoot could be that. The rest of his life. Yeah, pick your, super, pick your
2: superhero. <laughs> Where he, you know, dipped into the dark side. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen a different DeAndre Ayton certainly, certainly since then.
1: Uh, I'm telling you, that weekend, after coming out of that Lakers game, because again, I, w- I watched that play, and I, I had a hard time processing that Pat Bev thing because, you know, there was a lot of people crying out, why isn't anybody on the Phoenix Suns dealing with this? Why isn't anybody going up and dealing with Pat Bev? And, and it even took flight after the NBA. They only suspended him for three days. There were people who said, "All right, that's it. You're clearly going to have to deal with this guy face to face because this is an issue. Uh, this is this is a, this is a much better route. And if if somehow DeAndre Ayton has has been forced to look at these series of events and realize, okay, I've gotta I've gotta be a monster." Then man, we're all gonna be we're all gonna be thanking Pat Bev, and I never thought I'd ever say that. I, those two games that he played in succession uh, against the Pistons and the Jazz, I, I just I woke up on Sunday morning and I'm like, I can't believe what we just witnessed here. Mm-hmm. The 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 swooping dunks coming in, flying with his body sideways, jackhammer dunks. It's like, okay, you mentioned that time when he grabbed a rebound, he had nowhere to go with the outlet pa- pass, and he started dribbling up the floor, and then he and attacked like, the rim, and, and got to the rim. free throw line, right? And I'm like, this is unbelievable, but this stuff is coming out of this guy right now, and. I tell you, we we spent a lot of time talking about this, and it be especially in relation to Kevin Durant, and we there were so many fierce debates over the summer about. Okay, look, we all love D. A. and we all love McHale and we all love Cam Johnson, but come on, it's Kevin Durant, and think about how much closer we would be to a championship. When I saw that sideline interaction between McHale and D. A. and that young Suns fan, and they were all just dancing. I, I I just thought, see, there it is, it's back. It's and and you wonder if there really is going to be a happy ending for this group after everything seemingly imploded over the offseason. Mm-hmm. Stunning turn of events, Vinny, if you ask me.
2: It is, and we're only a quarter of the way through the season. <clears throat> we talked about it earlier in the week. You know, the concern was the vibe. Oh, man, the Suns are still going to be good, but what's the vibe around that team with the way it ended and the, you know the the media day stuff between Monty and D.A. and are they, are, they gonna are, are they talking? The what, trade rumors. What's going on with Jay Crowder? How do these players like Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges respond to being in trade rumors? And here we are mm-hmm. on the last day of November. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, James Jones, the president of basketball operations, spoke and said this about this current group of Phoenix Suns. This team's special. Like There there aren't any challenges.
3: Um that, that are daunting to us. Um, if it's injury, if it's you know, external uh, situations, external factors, if it's back-to-backs, um, tough one-point losses, they don't affect our psyche. Uh, our guys all come in, they work, and, and they show up in big moments. And so I'm proud of this team. Um, just because I know I know these guys, I get a chance to see them every day. Uh, they don't get a chance to display their, their grit and their resiliency, but they've been able to do it over the first 20 games, and uh, we've been better for it.
4: Would know, you hire a general manager?
3: I'm not focused on that right now. I mean, if, if that happens, it happens. Um, but for me right now, it's getting us to uh, to
2: the All-Star break. Yeah, um on the on the first part of that uh, talking about that the, the team being special and, he, mm-hmm. and he's he's right. Uh, and I had my concerns that you know that vibe was not going to be able to be repaired and and even with the injuries. And and, and you have to know for as tight as this team was in the last two seasons before this year. Mm-hmm. The finals team and the team that got, you know, railroaded by Dallas in the That was a close team. Mm -hmm. And you know, to a man, they're bummed about what's going on with Jay Crowder. He was one of them. And for them to to not be phased at all by that, and let's face it, if Jay Crowder had, had sucked it up, and came back for the third year on his signed contract and played with the Suns. He'd be playing substantial minutes right now. Oh, That's yeah. something they don't have. But uh,
1: man, they just... Well, I'm not sure they're not liberated in a weird way from it because there's a different energy here, man. And it, it's it's really it's it's something to behold to me because. And I've said this before, you know, in basketball, the two as Devin Booker calls them, the two cool for school guys, the mm-hmm. guys that don't want to try that hard early because you don't want to you don't want to be looking like that guy, the try hard guy in the regular season. And, and yet, so the Phoenix Suns come out of a very embarrassing, emasculating end of their season last year. They were clowned by Luka and Mavs fans, and all off-season long, Devin Booker had to see himself as a meme. and And I've seen a basketball teams respond to this kind of stuff by just kind of fading back into the distance for a little while, and and just kind of licking their runes, regrouping, and then and then maybe giving another shot when the postseason gets here. The Suns have come out attacking this season, and it's I think it's primarily because of Devin. And Booker and, and I think McHale's new role is, has been part mm-hmm. of this and I think it's the new additions have brought kind of a new energy to the bench and campaigns play has kind of gotten back to where it needs to be on most nights but, but they've attacked the season after the postseason was so embarrassing, which I respect. I respect the fact that they're doubling down on the fact that we're a good team and you're going to have to deal with us. Yeah. And and so I respect that. And I think a lot of that heat is coming off Devin Booker, who, who is just, you know, he, he gets more and more hardcore every year. That's a great way to put it. It does. That's a perfect way to put it. Do you know a high school student with great
2: character deserving of a $10,000 scholarship? We want to hear about them and how they're making an impact on our community. Just text CHARACTER to 620-620, share their story, and nominate them for character counts. Once again, that's CHARACTER to 620-620. Coming up next, Cardinals are on their bye week, five games to go. Some questions remain for this team, some big, deep questions. We'll get into some of them next. It's Pickley Murata Mornings live from the Och Community Studios here on Arizona. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
1: And Dan Bickley and Vince Murata. Bickley and Marotta Morning. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Is it
0: solvable?
4: Yeah, it's a good question. It's certainly more of a Rubik's cube than it a simple X and an O thing. I mean this this is it's pretty complex. It began to become complex when word got out about the contract. I'd like to say this is something. That's a one-off or but this repeats itself every year. I mean it's and it's the teams that aren't having the success they expected it, it's it's frustrating when you lose. Um, man, you're you're seeing it in Denver. You're seeing it in New
2: Orleans. All these things build up, and they're they're magnified when you lose. That's Sean Payton, the former head coach of the New Orleans Saints, on with uh, Colin Cowherd on his radio show on Fox earlier this week on whether or not the Cardinals can turn it around. It wasn't a, t- a lot in terms of specifics to the Cardinals area. Talk kind of broadly, and it is interesting to consider Sean Payton's place in all of this. Payton's place, see what I did there? Oh, look at that. Uh, I didn't even mean to. You're a wordsmith. (laughs) Um, But because now Sean Payton, with his seeming uh, desire to get back into coaching, Mm This is the time of the year where everybody starts to try to connect the dots. What jobs are going to be open? And he talked about something in that soundbite that I think is interesting when it, when it's pointed to the Cardinals. It's frustrating for the teams that are not having the success that they expected to have. Mm-hmm. And I think the Cardinals, despite what, what others said about their offseason dealings in the draft and free agency and trades, I think the Cardinals organization from the top down Expected to have great success this year. Yes. So I'm wondering what, you know, now that they're at the bye and a chance to take a deep breath and pause before
1: they go into this final five games, what is the shock level on how this has gone to this point. Yeah, well, I think it would have to be pretty severe because keep in mind the Super Bowl is in Arizona and yep. the last two teams to host it have played in it. And I know that was a, it was a stated goal of Michael Bidwell. So if, the, if that was the stated goal and that was true, then those were the expectations. And to not make the playoffs and to maybe lose double-digit games would be a real, real bad look. So, and I do think, again, If if it's a, uh, clearly for a couple of years, I think Cliff Kingsbury in a lot of levels is in over his head. I think there's things he d- does very well. Obviously, he puts in a lot of time on the job. Obviously, um, he's got a lot of humility, and he treats men like men. There's a lot of good stuff there, but in terms of being a successful NFL head coach, that's what's not there. And it's because he's bringing a college offense that I think has been found out, and I don't think there's anywhere else to go with it. Given the fact that he's not been able to develop this quarterback, and so that so I don't think it does get better, and I think to think it will is foolhardy so but the bigger question is exactly what what you' what you're brought up there, and that is how do you get this kid? This quarterback, who's clearly still got a lot of rough edges, how do you get him into a, 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 into this role where he can get this team back in Super Bowl contention? And so I look at Sean Payton, I go, is the Cardinals, this is just on a tee for them. Um, Sean Payton is 58 years old. Michael Bidwell is 57 years old. There's a chance that those two guys were ball boys together on that team in St. Louis back in the 80s. Poof, I didn't
2: even think of that.
1: So, uh, so, and, the and three, again, the it, two of them with Joe Buck, yeah, hum, terrorizing,
2: well, about that, right? Terrorizing wow. Eastern and, Illinois University, and, yeah, ball
1: boy, and get hella rich. <laughs> yeah, listen, and and the Cardinals have a very, very lengthy history. Now, a lot of it wasn't a successful history, but they've been around forever, and that means something. And it means something to the Bidwill family. And I think, I think if Michael's listening to Sean Payton regale on stories of the team training at Eastern Illinois, I. I I think I I think it all just feels very serendipitous to me and it just feels like the solution that they need to unlock this kid is sitting right there and I just I hope Sean Payton is being truthful about all this. And again he's not saying anything to be truthful about but the vibe he's giving off almost seems like that team's got a special place in my heart. And and I hope that's true because I'm telling you he's a real legit impact coach. You you can cut up his record any way you want. He's a legit impact coach in the NFL. He's extremely smart. He's it, it holds guys very accountable. I, I, I just think it's just a it's a it's a no brainer. And now I, again, the job isn't open, so I, I get all of that. But I also know that that the fan base is in a is in a place of anxiety and and disenchantment that I haven't seen in. Quite some time, yeah.
2: Um, and you wonder what this this break does to the parties involved. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury was asked this week,
4: hey, t- "Do you need a break at this point?" Yeah, I mean, once you're into it, you're kind of into it. So it's we'll, we'll take a couple of days and then get on to New England and see how we can finish this thing strong. Um,
3: you know, we're going to look at personnel and who we got coming back and then see how it fits going into that that Monday night game.
2: Um, and that was uh, an interesting answer. It wasn't about you know. Recharging the batteries. It was taking a couple days. Again, deep breath, kind of a, mm-hmm. a scenario, and and moving on to New England. Cliff Kingsbury understands the pressure. I wonder how much of these last five games are kind of a an unofficial audition for him in the future. I I, 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 don't I know. Still, as it stands right now, let's just say this was a twelve game season, okay? Mm-hmm. And the Cardinals finished four and eight. And it was decision time right now. Uh huh. I don't think he's. I I think he's coming back next year. So I'm wondering how much that can be swayed I, yeah. one way or the other in the last five games. Uh,
1: I disagree because okay. like, I, I do believe that that at its core, Michael Bidwell is very ambitious and he's a competitor and and I know that that I, I know that he knows what he's invested in Kyler Murray and if and if this relationship has gotten to the point where they had to spend time kind of pa- talking through their differences in year four, uh, all the writing is on the wall for me. It just, it really then becomes a question of, of what can you do to maximize this guy? I, I, I look at this game though on Monday night as, as a classic example here because, you know, Kyler Murray, his, his status in the game has fallen hard since last year's playoff game in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Not just Cliff, it's been the quarterback as well. And now you're going up against a Patriots team. Kyler Murray's played the Patriots once in his career. He completed 23 passes for 170 yards. Yeah, that's the kind of game we've seen way too often. I
2: I agree with you. But and going back to Kyler Murray, too, regression is a word that gets attached to him a lot this season in, in year four. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is the product of this offense and what ails this offense. We talked about the lack of a downfield passing game. There's people wondering about Kyler Murray's wrist injury that he, that he suffered earlier in the year, how much that's affecting him because the deep pass has been just... Completely AWOL. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't, you know, if you look at the the eyeball test and statistics can work together or they can be two separate things. Mm -hmm. If you look at the numbers, you would say, well, Kyler Murray hasn't had a a horrible game yet. I think he's completed over 20 passes in every game he's played this year, which is, you know, saying something. You know, the yardage hasn't been there. Mm -hmm. The eyeball test, though, I don't think he's had a great game and I don't think he's had a horrible game.
1: I think it's just been very middle of the road the whole way. the uh, The performance in, v- in Vegas was transcendent. That that was a but game not for a full game. No, no, no. But the stuff at the end was stuff that only he can pull off. And, and I think that was that was where it all peaked for Kyler Murray was that particular game. And and unfortunately, for whatever reason, they've not been able to stack good performances. So he, so here is Monday Night Football against Bill Belichick's defense, and it's. That to me, this is going to be a difficult task because if if Cliff's feeling anxiety when he's looking at that play calling sheet, we've seen we've seen what the presence of Bill Belichick on the other sideline can do to coaches. And it can freak out a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And and if the NFL, if it's true that most of the NFL now has a real solid book on Cliff Kingsbury's offense and you can bet. Um, Bill Belichick understands it very, very well. Well, yeah, and if you want to go back to that head-to-head matchup, you mentioned Kyler against the, the
2: Patriots, mm-hmm. Kingsbury versus Belichick. I think that was one of the most disappointing losses in the Cliff Kingsbury
1: tenure because the Patriots had nothing. They had yeah, nothing. They had nothing. Yeah. Cam and, Newton was their quarterback. Yes, that day. and right, exactly. And so I think that. Um, so on on that level, it's Monday Night Football. It's a national stage. And it's going to feature a team that's going to be framed and painted as a failure, as an abject failure, a four and eight football team. So uh, I, I don't know what to expect. The Cardinals, if, if they execute at a top elite level, they, they can beat this team. But it's it's they have a hard time sustaining that kind of level of execution, as we've seen. Yes, they do. Coming up next,
2: uh, 8.30 on Wednesdays. That means we get to visit with a Hall of Famer, the legendary Al McCoy. Al about the Suns is next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Suzanne, CP3. For three. Al, about the Suns. Hall of Famer Suns broadcaster Al McCoy calls in to talk Suns with Bickley and Marat. Suns win. The Suns win. Al, about the Suns. Driven by Sanderson Ford. Yeah, on Wednesday is our
2: pleasure to welcome in the Hall of Famer, the legendary voice of the Phoenix Suns, Al McCoy, who joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Good morning, Al. How are you? Well, good morning, guys. I'm great. Uh, looking forward to
0: another uh Good ball game tonight.
2: Yeah, uh, the way the Suns are playing, they've they've been real good as of late. But big picture, Al, we were talking. Bick and I were talking earlier this morning too about um, where this team is through twenty games, almost the quarter point of the season. To be fourteen and six, to be the top seed in the Western Conference, with all that transpired after that strange and frustrating exit from the playoffs, there was a lot of questions about the the vibe, of the the relationships, the chemistry of this team. And I know you considered those Things too, but um, you know, where the Suns are right now through 20 games, does this surprise you at all?
0: Well, it doesn't because I'm going to ask you to recall uh, over these past weeks when we talked about all those things that were happening that could be detrimental. I have probably reminded you many times don't forget, this is still a good basketball team, and I think that has been able to maintain itself. Uh, through the ups and downs uh, over the weeks that you referred to, because uh, it's still a darn good basketball team. And I think they now are starting to emerge uh really stronger than ever. And I think we have to say thanks to a guy named Devin Booker.
1: Yeah, and, and I think the fact that he is at an MVP level is kind of driving this whole thing, and, and it's just, it's, it's just I marvel at how he continues to evolve as a basketball player. You feel the same way? What are your thoughts on what he's been able to
0: do in terms of leading this team this year? Well, if you were on this team, and you watch Devin Booker night in and night out, score the basketball, rebound the basketball, play defense, get steals. I mean, how could you not compete? I mean, he has just uh, uh, provided such leadership to this team. The way he's playing now is just uh, absolutely unbelievable. I don't see how you could put on a uniform, be on the floor with Devin Booker and not say, hey, i got to be on top of my game. I have to compete. And point. and I think that's the leadership he's providing, no question.
2: Yeah, I think he's running out of things to improve at. <laughs> One of those things that was remaining, and I think it was more an issue in the year that the Suns went to the finals, Al, but the way Devin Booker was pressured on double teams and blitzes defensively that were presented to him, it was an issue for a while, and that's where he's made the most improvement. And the game the other night in Sacramento, I mean, that was... That was a master class in how to handle that late in, in the game. He just made all the right decisions. I mean, what else can he improve at at this point?
0: Well, uh, you certainly have uh, mentioned the highlights because that's exactly what he does. Uh, he, he rebounds more than he has in his previous years. His defense has improved. And, you know, those of us that know him, as we all do, realize that he's the type of player that just wants to improve every single day. And during the offseason, he works to improve his game, and he has. Now we have to realize that some good moves have been made. Now, uh, you know, my feeling about James Jones, I love the guy when he was with us as a player, as a person, and what a job he's done. Uh, many people uh, these days ask me, What's the big, who's the biggest surprise on the Suns team right now? And without hesitation, I'd have to say Damian Lee. Uh, they picked up Lee, who didn't get a lot of playing time at Golden State, and what an what a input he's had on this team. And uh, the bench players uh, have have garnered more. And again, I think it all stems from the leadership of, uh, of Booker. I think he's been instrumental in DeAndre Ayton picking up his game in recent times. And maybe one of the keys, as uh, you both know, on this last homestand, there were a couple of games when it looked like the Suns just weren't going to be able to compete. They couldn't hit shots. Uh, Nobody was uh, able to shoot the basketball consistently. And yet, they still won the games. And I think that's the key to a good team. When you're not playing at your best, things aren't going your way, but you still find a way to win. And that's what the Suns have been able to do.
1: All right. After the Pat Beverly incident, you came on this radio show and you very accurately predicted that if the NBA refs aren't going to do anything to protect the Suns, <laughs> they are going to have to answer the call themselves and get physical themselves. And lo and behold, ever since that incident, it looks like D.A. is playing with a lot more force. We're seeing the swooping dunks. And do you, do you think that incident might have galvanized anything or, or clarified anything to D.A.? Because he has been monstrous since then
0: well I I think it has Uh, I think uh, when he probably looked at the uh, the video of that game and saw what had taken place and then uh, the leadership again uh, of D. Booker I think is instrumental there Uh, you know as we've talked about DA so many times I'm one of his biggest fans and I I always have to repeat that it just seems to take bigger guys longer to adjust to the NBA game. And sometimes we forget that in his year at Arizona collegiately, he wasn't the center. He played a forward spot. So it's been a learning experience for a young player. And I think he's starting to learn it pretty darn well.
2: Yeah, and for him, too, and we're talking with the legendary Al McCoy here on uh, Bickley and Mornings, the reward to, to to get some tangible reward from that during the course of the season, for the first time in his career being named the Western Conference Player of the Week, that kind of stuff can mean something to a young player, can't it?
0: Oh, uh, no question about it. And I think it has meant something uh, to D.A. Uh, you know, he's he's not only maturing as a player, he's maturing as a person. And uh, all those things, uh, I think, come together. And again, I think uh, that he has spent a lot of time uh, with Devin Booker. And when he, as I said, when you see how D. Booker plays the game, how can you not come into the game and give your best? And I think that uh, is very instrumental with everybody that comes on the floor in a, in a son's uniform. You, you mentioned. I, oh, I'm sorry, Al. When, when the bench players come in. Uh, they realize, boy, they got to reach back yeah. for something extra uh, if they want to be a part of this team. You know, you, me-
1: you mentioned James Jones earlier, and you know there there are moves here or there that we can quibble with, and and you know it's it, but he's got such a remarkable vision for finding the right kind of guys to fit mm-hmm. into a culture. What do you make of the culture as it exists with
0: the Phoenix Suns, and how good is it in your experience? Well, you guys know no matter what business you're in, whether you're in pro sports or whether you're in broadcasting, if you don't get along with your co-workers, if there's not a cohesiveness, uh, it's a tough situation. Uh, Putting this team together, and you know how I feel about James Jones, not only uh, as an executive but as a person, uh, you have to put the right people together. And he has been able to do that. Big time. And when you get guys together, particularly in sports, they like one another. They compete. uh, You've got a pretty good thing going. And uh, that's been instrumental. Uh, You watch games in the NBA or in any sport. And sometimes you'll see uh, teammates yelling at one another, uh, getting in one another's face, not happy with one another. You don't see that with the Phoenix Suns. These guys love to play together. They like to compete together. And that's what it takes to have a winning team. Right now, the Suns are showing all of that.
2: Yeah, and five in a row without Chris Paul. Who's, Unbelievable. Uh, it's a luxury to be able to give him more time off to recover from that injury with the way that everybody else is playing, Al.
0: Well, you know, you'd like to see Chris Paul out there. But if he needs this time to be 100 percent, the way the the Suns are playing, there's certainly no need to rush it. That's for sure. And I think that's the approach the Suns are taking, and I think it's the right approach, although obviously we'd like to see CP3 out there.
2: <laughs> Al, always a pleasure. Great stuff. We'll see you out there tonight, and uh, we'll talk again next week.
0: It sounds good, guys. And uh, uh, the Chicago Bulls will be a test. Uh, their record isn't fantastic, but they're a very competitive team, so it'll be another challenge for the Suns. But so is. Every night in the NBA. Yeah, there you go. Have there a great kidding.
2: call, Al. Thanks, Al. Uh, okay, Al, guys. Al McCoy, the uh, legendary Hall of Fame voice of the Phoenix Suns. Al about the Suns every Wednesday as he joined us on the Arizona Sports Line. Coming up next, a day early. Because somebody's going on vacation tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: And, yes, I was dripping with jealousy. <laughs> hey, you, you're going to be on vacation later this month. Man. Yeah, later but the next key month. word there being later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll break out our week 13 picks for the
2: NFL Survivor Series. And there's a new leader in the clubhouse. Uh-oh. We'll do it Get next week. Get out. You're
1: in second place? Mm-hmm.
2: Oh. I mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: I said, are you ready?
2: Who will survive? Week thirteen in the NFL, starting up tomorrow night. What do you got, Buffalo and New England tomorrow night? Is that the yeah, that's what we got up. tomorrow night. Um, we have a new leader in our Survivor Series. Bick, he thought it was a foregone conclusion after I reeled I off did. eight straight to it, start the season. Listen. It just seemed like fate complete, but no. Sarah Kazel dug her heels in. And has reeled off nine straight victories in Survivor Series to take a 46 38 lead going into week 13. Wow.
3: I will be so deeply impressed with myself if I can get a tenth win because I am looking at my options and I'm not feeling so confident right now.
2: Yeah, you got a lot of the dregs left, but that's yes. the way this works. It gets, it gets harder as it goes, and a yeah. lot of good games this week. Yeah, and there is a lot of good games this week. Mm-hmm. In case you're just joining us, and we're doing this on a different day and a different time of the show, so Survivor Series is kind of like our Survivor pool, except when we miss, since it's only four of us competing, we're not out. Mm-hmm. We just start the streak over, and uh, our points are determined by how many you get in a row. All of us, for the uh, second time this year, or third time this year, we all hit last week. Uh, Sarah, you had uh, San Francisco last week. You get nine points for that. Jarrett, you've reeled off five in a row. You had the Dolphins, five points. Bick, you're at three in a row. You had the... uh, Uh, Sorry, you had the Dolphins. Uh, Jarrett, you had the Bills last week, and I picked the Kansas City Chiefs last week for a one-pointer. So uh, Sarah's in the lead, 46 points. I've got 38. Jarrett, 17. Bick thirteen going into week. Yeah. One. And Once we pick a team, they're off the board for the rest of the year. Our draft order this
1: week, Jarrett. Uh, I'm sorry, Bick. You've got the first pick. Yeah, this is most unfortunate because um, in my lack of long term planning is really going to bite me this week because <laughs> there's a lot of games that that look to be one sided, and I've taken all the teams involved. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to take the New York Giants over the Commanders, Vinny. Ooh, which, is a, which is a red hot, which is a terrible game to pick with the number one pick. But I am. All Spicy. out of options yeah. Wow Look The Ravens over the Broncos Is a luck I've already picked the Ravens The Buccaneers I've already picked them The Cowboys I've picked them Up the Browns I've already picked all these teams
4: You have the Browns You could pick them
1: he already I've, put his pick I've already picked okay. the Browns Have you picked Tampa Bay Beck? I've already picked Tampa Bay Haven't I
4: According to this thing I'm looking at now, you have Tampa and the Browns
2: available. Oh, I do. Okay, so sorry if this about is that. Updated, I, I and this, I trust Vinny mean, that so this builds be up. Here we go. Uh, Your picks have been Denver, Green Bay, Baltimore, Detroit, Minnesota, the Chargers, the Patriots, the Cowboys. Buffalo. And the, and the Bills. Kansas
4: City. Oh.
1: Okay. Uh, and Miami. C- Beauty. Cincinnati Beauty. and Miami. All right, my bad. Give me the Buccaneers over the Saints. There you go. Boom. Man, we helped him out there. Why do we do that? Listen, I'm destined <laughs> for last place anyway. I get confused
4: by this stuff all the time anyway.
2: All right, so Tampa Bay is off the board. Jarrett, you've got the second selection. Uh I hate this team. <laughs> I, hate this <laughs> team.
4: I don't want to root for them because it directly impacts... My second favorite team, the Washington Commanders, but I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys because the Colts and the Jeff Saturday uh, situation, seem the Bloom seems Whoops. to be off the rose there. They don't, it says he's sticking with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan seems to be coming back down to earth after that first good start again. And uh, the Cowboys, I guess, are good. As much as I don't want yes. to admit it, they seem at least, at least good. So I'm picking
2: the Cowboys at home versus the Colts Sunday night football. Yeah, I had them on my list too, but I've already picked Dallas this year. So all right, we got the, half of the NFC East taken. Oh, I got some. We're all we're all basically at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All all We have five weeks of this left. This is going to be a real challenge. <laughs> um, I've thought about it on several occasions, picking the Minnesota Vikings this year. And they're playing a pretty good team in the New York Jets, who have been, I don't know, revitalized by the insertion of Mike White as quarterback. Yeah. how about it? I don't know why he's not the quarterback all the time. Have you seen that stat, by the way? They've had, like, um, since Zach Wilson has been drafted, they've had three different quarterbacks have 300-yard passing games, and none of them are Zach Wilson. Uh-huh.
4: <laughs> how about I, think Mike,
2: I think it was only maybe for two games last year, but Mike White came in and was, like, unbelievable. Yeah, He was. Uh, but I'm still going with the uh, Vikings. They had that little slip up, and they're still uh, available on my board, so I'm taking the Vikings over the Jets this week in Week 13.
4: I can't believe you didn't pick the Ravens. You're the only one that has Baltimore left. I'm saving them.
2: Okay, they're not, they lost to Jacksonville last week.
4: Yeah, and they're playing. And,
2: and Lamar Jackson is attacking fans on Twitter oh, and being talked yeah. to by his head oh. coach. This is
4: not the week to I, pick the Ravens. Yeah, a lot of I saw things on Sports Center. Did he make a mistake by betting on himself? With the contract with Lamar, who knows?
2: Gosh. But they are playing Denver. I know. It might that's, not get that's easier. A yep. Right there. All right, no, Sarah, Sarah, the leader.
3: All right, Sarah. Okay. I'm going to go to the NFC West. I am going to take the Seahawks over the
4: Rams. Yeah, the Rams are awful yeah, right no, now.
3: Yeah, I. I Gave the Rams enough runway early on in the season to be like, oh, they're maybe they'll get it together. No, they're not going to get it together. I think Seattle wins.
2: It's a disaster. And you know what, is, what else is interesting? Hmm. The Seahawks, for as decent to good as they've been all year, mm-hmm. you're the first person to pick the Seahawks. Yeah. I don't year. think
4: any of us Woo. have believed in them all yeah. year.
3: None of us trusted that it was real. And, and they this have is, lost their last two games. And
4: That's this true. will be, if they, they lose this game, it, mm-hmm. if they lose this game, then this is officially Seattle's coming down to earth. And yes.
3: I mean, they lost to Tampa Bay two weeks ago. You never know who you're going to get from Tampa Bay or what you're going to get from Tampa Bay. But then they lost to the
4: Raiders. Did anybody consider picking the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson
3: Yes, in
4: his return to Houston, his first
2: game? definitely had it on the list, but... How much rust is going to be built? I mean, Deshaun Watson hasn't played real football in a really, really, really long yeah, time. Yeah, bl- a year and a half, right?
4: And now he's, he's playing he versus the Texans, which is not real football either. So. And yeah. the,
2: uh, there's going to be, for the, maybe the first time in two years, there's going to be energy at NRG Stadium <laughs> in Houston. Oh,
4: man. I can only imagine <laughs> oh, the, the fans there oh, are going to oh,
2: let him have it. Is and he going to
3: get booed or is he going to get cheered? Will it be mixed?
2: He's going to get booed. Yeah, I uh, think It'll think so. be a mix, but I think it's going to be. Predominantly booze. I would hope so. What do you think is the Boo best game this weekend? Especially from 10 of his accusers who are going yeah, to be. Yeah, exactly.
4: Accuser. Yeah, did you sh- see that? I yeah. did see that.
3: Yeah. That'll s- be interesting. What were you going to say, Jared?
4: Best game this weekend. There's a few really good ones to choose from. Cincinnati, Kansas City should be great. 49ers, Dolphins. 49ers, Dolphins should be great. Philadelphia, Tennessee. Really
1: good game. Chargers, Raiders might be entertaining. Packers, Bears might be entertaining just because it's Aaron Rodgers and the Bears. The Washington Giants game. Yeah, it's a lot of implications in that game. Worst yeah. game of the week, week. Pittsburgh at Atlanta. Oh!
4: Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... I mean, neither of those teams are still a little bit
2: alive. Yeah, and Kenny Pickett's starting to look pretty decent at quarterback. All right, the uh, picks have been made for Week 13. Beck, you got the Giants. Jarrett went Cowboys. I've got Vikings. No, I don't have the Giants. I have the Buccaneers. Oh, that's right, that's right. Buccaneers. I, I forgot to switch it here. Tampa Bay. And just make note, the Giants are still available to you. You know it's funny
4: <laughs> if we knew how if we knew that Aaron Rodgers was healthy that's he's playing the Bears this week, which without Justin Fields, the ultimate ownership, you know, in his career.
2: We but didn't none even of get season. into that. By the way, what happened with the Bears quarterback position last week? They knew Fields wasn't going to play. Trevor Simeon's the starter. Yeah. He gets hurt in warmups, and then they announce Nathan Peterman's going to play. How Nathan Peterman has a job he's still has a job in the NFL? I'll never know. How about it? And then they flip flopped and said it's a game time decision. And now they don't know this week
4: what's
1: in. The
4: Bears,
2: Uh, man. I've got the Vikings. uh, Sarah's got the Seahawks. Picks have been made. It's Survivor Series Week 13 here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings. Coming up next, Sarah will help us get uh, deep into our social media account at Twitter. At Bickley underscore Murata. Social studies is straight ahead. And maybe a debate lingering from yesterday.
0: Perhaps. perhaps. Uh, It's straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader.